0: Pulse95.
1: Stocks, docks and barrels. This morning's Big Business Recap. Good morning and welcome back onto the Morning match list Gold prices had exceeded $2,000 an ounce for the first time. Investors have been rushing in and buying uh, the uh, yellow metal which has uh, numerous benefits and numerous investment opportunities and uh, to discuss the current prices of oil which are currently trading at $2,000. dollars forty-three fifty-two, is 52 uh, is going to be very interesting because they continue to rise and they've been rising uh, at the moment at 0.28%. Um, we're joined this morning uh, by John Mulligan, director, member and market relations at World Gold Council, who's woken up very early for us <laughs> on the Morning Majlis to join us from the United Kingdom. Very early indeed. And good morning to you, John. Good morning and thanks for having me on the show. No, It's a pleasure for, for us and uh, we need our listeners to get a better understanding of what's happening Gold prices rising above $2,000 an ounce. Was it expected during this pandemic? And what do these prices mean uh, for the moment?
0: Well, as as you've just said, the price rise has been extraordinary. It's now, as you say, over $2,040 an ounce. uh, And I think that represents an increase of in excess of 35% in dollar terms year to date. Um, but what's been driving it uh, is obviously the surge in institutional investor interest, um, and that reflects a broader acknowledgement of the severity of the risks that we're in, broad current landscape, but particularly, of course, the uncertainties over the path of the pandemic, its corrosive economic consequences, and the diminishing chances of a swift recovery. And I think they are occurring against a backdrop of simmering um, geopolitical tensions so that's driven um, a broad set of investors um, to gold um, but we should perhaps be mindful of the fact that the economic risks that were already driving gold prices and gold demand before the pandemic the uh, ultra-low interest rate environment very limited yield and return opportunities uh, stretched asset valuations and uh, heavy debt burdens, they are all now heightened risks. Uh, they are all very likely to be further exacerbated by um, the responses to the pandemic, these huge uh, stimulus and And I think uh, investors are aware of the, the fact that that creates a very challenging landscape, and they are therefore seeking out gold as, a, as an insurance asset.
1: So, Mr. John, I'm going to ask you a very common question that everyone has probably nowadays and all the time. When is the right time to invest in or buy gold? Like, what should we monitor closely in order to say, this is my cue. Let me go buy gold now. Uh, Do we look only at the fluctuations of Gold prices, or do we also have to be aware of the political climate as well around us? Because in the end, it is also a factor impacting gold as well. So could you please just advise from your area of expertise, what's the right atmosphere to buy gold without taking economic risks?
0: Well, well, I don't give investment advice. (laughs) um, (laughs) um, What I would say is that obviously we're currently focused on the price because it has reached Mm -hmm. such Uh record high. As it is outperformed pretty much all the mainstream assets. However, the uh, reasons to invest in gold, which may be, uh, if you like, heightened now, mm. they, they, they endure. And so, if you're looking why to buy gold, really it's a question of the, the, the risk landscape, but also, as I say, market insurance. And if mm. you take out market insurance, you basically need to take that out, if you like, regardless of what the current conditions are. But if you were looking at expectations, for instance, at the moment now, we're hearing an awful lot about people's concerns about inflation expectations. Hmm. And I think uh, whether that will play out or not, that the the uh, motivation to buy gold is to be prepared. So if you look at the investment case for gold, right, the, the key pillars of why you would consider gold. And it depends on your position and expectation regarding returns. But nonetheless, you've seen. Stellar returns this year. You see pretty strong, stable returns. Um, you have the return picture. You have the gold's use as a diversification asset, basically to balance your other assets, and I think that's very, very important. If everything else is outperforming, quite the opposite of what we're seeing now, then of gold, a case the case for gold may not be in the, the headlines, but mm. it's still still strong. So I think um, if you like, when you're looking for why be mindful of the broad risk environment. You mentioned political risks. I think it's it's a very broad set of risks, and gold as a risk hedge is mm-hmm. basically But when we look at green conditions and markets in the extreme duress, and in public mm-hmm. the case of looks longer. But it, it, it endures. It's a long-term case for gold, and we frequently talk about gold as a strategic asset. asset. So, no matter what are the what are the assets you're invested in, whatever what else your portfolio looks like, there's a very strong case for gold as a balancing asset, hmm. uh, and that I think that's what's driven um, this very broad, uh, perhaps unprecedented interest amongst institutional investors in gold, and that's reflected, I think, in the 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 gold ETF purchases purchases in particular, where you've got AUM which has reached uh, record highs.
1: Yeah, and as you touched on, uh, the the demand for gold is spiking during this time of uncertainty here as well. And the media coverage as well is is picking up quite heavily. A lot of people are talking about gold these days. A lot of uh, reports coming in that it's got to contribute to the price in some way. But where do you see gold uh, moving, uh, let's say, in a year from now or over the next few months, the future of gold prices uh, from from your perspective and having read the analysis?
0: Sure. Um, And I think... If we're talking about the, the um, short term or the, the medium term, uh, then I think the, the factors that I mentioned that have already been driving investors to gold even before the pandemic, they're not likely to go away anytime soon. Uh, regardless of, of how you perceive the road to recovery, whether it's you know V-shaped, U-shaped, W-shaped, um, it will be a rocky road. And I think the, we're only now considering some of the if you like, unforeseen consequences or potential consequences of, of the, uh, the stimulus packages. So we're now in that, that place where we're looking forward to recovery, but actually we're still in the wake of the crisis. And if you try and say, well, what does that mean for gold? Well, let's look at the uh, previous crisis, the, the great financial crisis of 2008, 2009, and the European sovereign debt crisis that followed. Gold outperformed most mainstream assets during that that period. And that's because of, as I say, those more enduring concerns. I think what has driven gold um, over the whole year to date, but is driving it now and accelerating, uh, is, is, if you like, conditions and investor, investor awareness that will go away. And looking forward beyond the next few months, um, what we saw in the last crisis was a structural change in gold demand. We saw um, an awakening of interest from investors who, frankly, had lain dormant or neglected gold for generations. We saw um, a massive surge in European investment amongst private investors, uh, people who had never gone near gold, uh, certainly for a generation. And you saw a reappraisal from the central banks. Um, They've been mm-hmm. net sellers, they're now net buyers. And that all came as a consequence of the reappraisal of gold in the wake of the crisis i think we may see something similar we're already seeing unprecedented demand from institutional investors and it's worth bearing in mind that institutional investors are very unrest under invested in gold globally this gold still does not feature in the majority of institutional portfolios so i think the consequences of the pandemic is forces a reappraisal and basically forces them to, to consider a broader um approach to risk mitigation and portfolio management and I think that may be strong for gold and the reason why um, that's important is it's when you get investor interest in gold uh, matched by you know strong buying that's when you see that translate into a strong price so I'm not going to predict the price mm-hmm. but I'm going to say that the conditions which drive it are not going to go away anytime soon
1: mm, well that's very interesting to to see because uh, there's lots of, lots of analysts saying that the prices will continue to increase i'd like to shift our focus towards um the report that you had about the q2 global or gold demand trends um even though that there was a total demand drop by six percent compared to the same period in 2019 when we look at h1 results um, and, and the fact is that the you're saying that investment in gold coins and small bars has slowed sharply in H1 t- uh, 2020. So w- w- what sector of investment are we seeing when it comes to gold and and investors? Are they looking at these small coins? Are they looking at uh, the bigger gold bars? Uh, uh, where, where are we going at the moment? So... When we talk about um,
0: gold bar and coin investment, we're talking about bars that are relatively small, Mm -hmm. one kilo or less less, and and gold coins, and that is the traditional way that private investors access gold. Mm -hmm. Talking about institutional investors and professionals, we're generally talking about what we call good delivery bars, but that is um, translated into gold ETF purchases. And and the gold ETF market has undoubtedly been the dynamic part of the market for for this year. So we've seen quite, um, as I mentioned, record AUM. I think it's reached over 230 billion now in terms of gold that underpins those products. We saw um, over 800 demands, 865, I think, tons of demand uh, as of last week. Mm -hmm. It's it's, pretty high now. That is the the part of the market that is dynamic. But when it comes to gold coin um, and bar buying, we've got to remember that's about private investors accessing gold product and over the last quarter that has been very very difficult without transport without access without normal commerce Mm -hmm. um so we'd expect some pent-up demand there and one of the things i would say looking forward is that we'd expect private investors to perhaps mirror their, their professional counterparts and start to access gold in greater numbers if they can and that really depends on, um, as I say, the relaxing of, of access and social interaction. But private investor demand is still, um, as I say, probably pent up in certain areas. Mm-hmm. We did see strong demand in the West. So in Europe and in the US, we saw very, very strong bar on coin demand. And we've got to remember that is a very substantial market, too. So that could increase. And I think that will also support the price, certainly for the immediate future.
1: Mm -hmm. It might be uh, very difficult to pinpoint where this demand surge is coming from, but traditionally we've seen the consumer demand emerging from India, for example, with with the the jewellery demand. Uh, But now this investor, this institutional investments, um, can we, or is it easy to say, pinpoint saying demographically, this part of the world is now uh, uh, investing more? Because uh, in the trends report that we've seen, that the Asian demand has weakened slightly. So where... uh, where can we say there's been an increase and rise uh, in demand for gold investment? Well, I think I've already said mm. that it's been the increase, the, the growth dynamic
0: is all, you know, all about the professional investor and the gold ETF market mm. across the board. Um, so normally, um, in terms of physical land, we'll be talking very about very substantial jewelry volumes. We'll be mm. talking about, as you say, India and China. Um, the severity of the lockdown in India certainly has hit that consumer market very hard and jewelry purchases across the board uh, have been have been down because with jewelry purchases you need consumer confidence um, mm. and you need obviously access to product um, but consumer confidence in particular obviously would have been hit very hard in the current circumstances so if we're looking to jewelry demand we'll be looking at when um, consumer confidence and the confidence in discretionary spending power of the consumer starts mm. to rise and we don't see that very soon at the moment as i say this is very much an investor driven market
1: well certainly as well um it was a pleasure to have you this morning john and i know we've made you wake up very early <laughs> so we'll have to uh, let you get back onto the uh, drawing board because it is going to be uh, the markets are opening up in in the united kingdom and uh, it has been a pleasure uh, to have you on air with us today Thank you I should join you. Well, that was uh, John Mulligan, the Director, Member and Market Relations Representative at World Gold Council, uh, joining us on the Morning Majlis today. And if you'd like to catch up with this podcast, it'll be up on our SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple podcast, and as well as our Pulse95 radio Instagram account, uh, because it has been a fantastic discussion and uh, a clear uh, picture being drawn for us in terms of where we're going uh, with uh, the current market sentiment. Stay tuned to pass 95 We'll be right back uh, right after the business news headlines and we'll continue the discussions on the Morning Matchless.